0: is on the block with Strick and Bach, mm. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're gonna go out of here as the Big Eight perfect champion. 93.7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan Fan Club President, Jake Bokovan. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at the ticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is on the block with Stricken Bob.
1: We are live from Haymarket Park. It is BP with DP from the home of the Salt Dogs and home of the Huskers here at Hawksfield in Haymarket Park Nick Sanert of course of the happy hour and of the captain uh, just getting out of the batter's box he probably went about 300 feet it's not the first one i've uh, seen him get out, out out there to straight center uh, and uh, now we're having some other Salt Dogs step up to the plate to warm up it's it's going kind of back and forth get the get the professionals their swings and then get our guys their swings in. So I've seen the salt dogs hit a home run. We're still waiting for one of our guys to get one. Uh, there's another salt dog home run as we, as we're looking at it now Well, we're working on getting that video stream back up there for you on the start of Hamer Jewers video stream here on the block. Uh, and uh, it, it's been a good day. It's a great day for baseball. Not, not too hot um which is which is good for uh late july you never know if see. it's going to be really steamy out there um but it's looking pretty good strick's got no sleeves so he's hoping that that can get him propel him to get a home run and he's uh, gotten past that warning track power. He's now hit the wall uh, as he had a, oh, nearly a home run earlier. Uh, granted, it's probably about the the, the the shortest home run you could have in the park at uh, about 324 feet. He was going for 325 uh, out there in uh, the bullpen, but uh, we'll see if he can get it going here. He's just had one uh, set of swings at it, and now we've... Uh, I don't care if that's a listener or a salt dog. he hit that one pretty good. Uh, so we'll uh, continue to update that as uh, we are getting the, the um, stream going here, too, the video stream for that if you'd like to check in as well. I'm Jake Bachman, Nathan Brennan, uh, sticking around for the ticket water cooler here on the block uh, until or even even past the time we get Strick back up here, uh, as he also wants to be part of the show. Um, we also have a uh, have a, a block party. It's Friday, so why not? The block party is going to be hot here um, from. Haymarket Park, we're going to have uh, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby of uh, Husker Rewind, which is every Sunday, uh, join us here for their normal spot on the block party. We have plenty talk about the Scurs as we see our, uh, our, our guy, Eric Strickland, looks like he was trying to get to the batter's box. Somebody beat him to it. But uh, that's all right. We'll see. <laughs> he's taking. We his got it post points. up
0: here pretty good. You guys don't want to get on the Raymond video stream. We got a pretty good shot of Strick right here. So you're yeah. going to have to make sure to give us the play-by-play. I see him warming up there in the batter's box. He's got the guns out. So we'll have to see. Maybe he can. <laughs> he sounds like he's close. Sounds like it's a. Uh, oh, he box. Got close. You said that he's going to the shortest part of the stadium, which, yes, that is true. But, you know, actually, you have the most power in center field.
1: Oh, okay. Well, and and we'll see. I mean, I don't know if he was, uh, you know, was trying to to get it out there, but that's where that's where he hey, it, it ended up being. Uh, the guy at the plate now. I don't know the Salt dogs names that I'm the roster in front of me. Uh, but this uh, this guy's hit a few home runs. I think uh, he might have lifted that one a little bit, but uh, he's getting pretty close out there again. Yeah, that's that's clearly a home run. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this guy's the you've the, lost the, it, Bob. You've jacking. lost your touch. Well, yeah, a little bit. I just I was trying to see how the center fielder are out there, whether well, or not, obviously, you're just guys warming up out there, if he was going to play it. And then it looked like he was going to track it for a minute, and then he just gave up. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I lost it, but that's fine. Uh, we got plenty of Husker football talk uh, as well to bring to you today as the defense talked uh today to the media and there was uh, plenty plenty to kind of go around there um Shenander said that i'll uh, 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 just kind of break it down real quick for you javin wright is cleared to play already has had an interception as he uh, fights probably for that nickel spot uh, and there's, uh, there's a there's a good group of those guys they said there could be a nice rotation uh and uh, once strick is done at the plate we'll talk about caleb tanner having a goal of a top 10 defense but strick is back up at the plate he's going lefty uh, so we'll kind of do the play-by-play here. Yeah, he's doing a switch, switch hitting role here, as he said he could do earlier. An ambidextrous man, one of the many skills of Eric Strickland. Of course, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. And, uh, man, he did get a hold of that one. I think that one might... Oh, another one that just hit the wall. Strick hit that one about 342, right by the 342 feet sign. Uh, just not quite over the wall. So Strick is, if he doesn't get one now that he's got two to the wall, he's going to be upset. <laughs> uh, but uh, And I can't wait for that fire, but I am, I'm cheering him on. I hope he gets another one as he's starting to show uh, some of that strength that uh, got him drafted by the Florida Marlins way back in the day, uh, which is uh, very cool stuff. We, last time I we here, too, we had Steve uh, Taylor, former Husker quarterback. So we're getting guys that didn't follow through with their, their baseball dreams, went some other ways, but uh, Steve Taylor and Eric Strickland both drafted by the major, in the major leagues, Steve Taylor even by the Yankees at one time. And if you've heard Strick in the past talking about uh, the Yankees We're going to draft him as well if he would have just said that he would be a baseball player, stick to it. Um, But obviously he had – goals and ideas with football or basketball and the marlins were able to work with that and and ultimately i think strick made the right move having played in the <laughs> nba all that time uh strick is now uh, leaving the plate uh, we'll see if he gets there one more time i think he's got to i mean he's got to be itching for a home run now that he's hit two out to the wall um so uh now we'll see if uh if our listener actually lifted one out there about uh, about the same that nick has done so this guy's actually got a pretty good, uh, good swing on him. Uh, I don't know if he's got the the power to get it all the way out there, but he's definitely lifting it out, um, to you know about 300 yards, and he gets under him. So 300 uh, feet. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I always say yards. I'm so I into football. Let's say 300 it's yards. My goodness. Yeah, though. yeah, he's yeah, definitely got uh, got run. some strength to him. Yeah. <laughs> And then he's hitting it out of the park, but uh, we'll not have to wa- watch out. There's uh, that highway up there. I'd have to warn them out there, but uh, in any case, uh, let's transition to that top 10 defense that Caleb Tanner has, and it's not so much, you know, I don't want it, to, it, it's a lofty goal, and especially with this offense, to be quite honest with you. I don't think this offense is going to do them any favors. We've seen in the past Mark Whipple um, run a lot of hurry up, so you might you might see some of that. Um, obviously, um, if, you, if you go through his pass, a lot of 50-50 as far as run in pass plays are called, uh, or uh, at least how, how it plays out, and so, um, you know, that doesn't always help your defense stay off the field, um, neither of those things, so that's going to be interesting, but that does mean that they're going to put a, a extra weight on what their defense can do, it just doesn't necessarily help you get to the top ten, and we've heard that before, again, from Eric Shenander, uh, when Scott Frost first got here, because his offense was supposed to be similar, now they've slowed it down over the years, um, because obviously it wasn't, wasn't working. in in the hurry-up style that they wanted it to. But, um, you know, so the defense did have a chance to catch up a little bit there. Um, I will say with these numbers, as we look at them, it is. Uh, you have to keep in mind they played the toughest schedule, or one of the toughest schedules in the nation last year. So um, these are these are a little bit. Uh, it'll be easier, I suppose, to get to these numbers, to equal these numbers this year without playing some of the better teams. Uh, but you go ahead and tell me, uh, Nate, if you think they can get to the top ten in some of these categories, um, or which one you think that is is most likely. As we look at last season, scoring defense was by far their best category, uh, which is the, the most important. Obviously, it's just points on the board Mm -hmm. uh only 22.7 points allowed per game with that schedule that was good for 36th in the nation uh if they wanted to be a top 10 team they'd have to get that down about four and a half points 4.5 points to 18.2 uh points per game at least according to last year um especially when you think about uh you know the schedule dropping off uh, a
0: little bit as far as the, the strength of schedule that's a little bit doable. I think you have to think that that's a possibility. I would say that one would be a possibility, but again, it's going to be tough like you said, Baka. I, I would assume that some of these teams are going to have longer possessions than they did in years past. Uh, maybe – I mean, we saw plenty of three and outs with Nebraska last year, but we also saw some long drives kind of extended through the legs of Adrian Martinez, so I don't, I don't really know how to interpret that. And if, if you had to ask me which one they would be top ten – I'd probably say that's their best shot just because like you said, they're playing uh, their competition, they're playing against also the fact that you're playing in the Big Ten West. So while you might be speeding up the offense, that's certainly not going to be the case for teams like Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin. So if, if there was a, a group, if there was a statistical category, I'd probably say that's it.
1: Yeah, I mean that was Nebraska's category they leaned on last year, so it makes sense that that they're closer to that. And yeah, it's not going to be easy, but you also have to admit, and um, you know, Wisconsin and, and and it's not to belittle Wisconsin's defense or Iowa's defense or Minnesota's defense and what they did, um, but part of them having top ten defenses is that the fact that they're paying playing several times like 118th ranked offenses. Yeah. And Nebraska's and gonna they have play that slow, and they they play slow and methodical. Right. And Nebraska's going to have that opportunity, though, especially out of the gate. Northwestern, Indiana, Rutgers, um, these teams are all looking to kind of, I mean, get out of that 100th or lower ranking in total offense. And then, like you said, going down the line, Wisconsin – they're going to a completely different offensive coordinator to try to get something going there. Um, Iowa's offense, we know, has struggled in the past, so um, there are some things that will, as much as last year's difficult schedule hurt Nebraska, playing in the Big Ten West should help Nebraska in that category. So we started off with something um, pretty nice. The rest of these are going to be a little bit harder, I think, to obtain. Uh, Last year in rushing defense, Nebraska did well early in the season, um, kind of started to get hit a little bit later. Uh, Look at the total numbers in their last few games. Wisconsin it ran for 252 in Nebraska. Iowa ran for 186, but Nebraska, you know, Michigan early in the season had 204. Nebraska did have their specialty games, though. You think about Michigan State limiting Kenneth Walker, who ended up being the Doak Walker Award. Uh, the Sparty total had 71 yards rushing that day. Northwestern, the way that they just controlled that game, and it's the same as, as this year. Northwestern's strengths last year, as in this year, uh, will be Evan Hull and, and that recruiting team. As we see, <laughs> I we got a listener jumping into the, into the camera, a little kid. Uh, having fun down there on the Sarda Heyman Video Jewelers stream. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, so Nebraska's rush defense, really good at times. Uh, 71, or excuse me, what was it? 37 total yards. You gotta remember some of that's the sacks, too, against the Wildcats last year. If they do that again, uh, they will leave Dublin with uh, a big victory, I'm sure. Any case, Nebraska finished 58th in the country with 146.9 rushing yards per game. Not awful, not great as you can tell with the ranking. In order to finish in the top 10, you've gotta be pretty darn good. Uh, It's hundred and seventy. 1.1 1.1 1. 1 last year would get them into the top 10 yards per game. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this. this is kind of a stat nerd conversation, but it, I mean, it's kind of fun to visualize as well. Um, so again, from there uh, you're looking about uh, 39 yards that they'd have to shave off rushing per game. That's a, that's a big chunk.
0: No, I think that's probably the least likely that, that you're going to tell me. Um, again, you have to look at the competition and it's frustrating because when you look at, at a defense that a lot of your statistics are going to be based off the competition that you play for the most part, the big 10 West we've talked about it. It's big boy football, right? You're going to run the ball and you're going to run the ball a lot. And, and unfortunately when you play teams like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, those teams alone can be the enigma that, that ruins the entire formula, right? That ruins the entire statistical, however you want to shape out the rest of the season, because you give up 250 yards against Wisconsin, well, that's going to screw you for the rest of the season. That's not going to be enough to put you in the top ten. So I, I would say it'd be pretty unlikely to have that one in there. And you, you've called a Wisconsin victory, haven't you? I've called Wisconsin victory because it's at home. Come on, give some credit right. at home. <laughs> I, if there's well, they haven't game...
1: exactly defended home field turf over the last several years. No, but okay. no, but this uh, this could be the year, though. This could be the year.
0: I this think if could there's be the, year. the one game that I would flip if I'm going to go to ten and two would be Iowa. Okay, Rutgers, well, Michigan,
1: and I'll, and we'll talk about Wisconsin. I mean, these numbers aren't fun to go through, with, but we'll get to the Wisconsin no. numbers here in a little bit. Um, but uh, let's j- jump back to Nebraska's goal to have a top ten. Defense and uh, and you know maybe it's total defense whatever category Caleb Tanner wants a top ten defense and that's a, a, a good yeah. goal for the Blackshirts Absolutely. to kind of get back to that that prominence yeah first of all we should mention that um, you know maybe they weren't close last year but I think with the pieces that they have coming back um, I, I, I I think any anybody that um, wants to take that significant step up. You got to kind of put a goal out there now. To say you're the yeah. number one defense in the nation, of course, you want to do that too. But I just kind of like you know, let's look. Let's we've got challenge of teams yourselves yeah. in the Big Ten, getting into the top ten defense. Minnesota did it last year. Um, why not right. Nebraska? Why not this group? And, and with this this year, it certainly could happen, uh, and we hope at least in some of these categories it would. As far as passing defense goes, Nebraska finished last year 53rd, 219 yards passing per game. Uh, to be a top-10 defense, you'd have to hold your opponent to 187 yards passing per game. Uh, so that is about 32 yards different Therefore, Nebraska, similar to the rushing yardage there. Um, You know, the Big Ten's not necessarily known for quarterbacks out there slinging the ball around – uh, you, you've got Peyton Thorne. You've got Aiden O'Connell. Um, but they did pretty good against those two quarterbacks actually last year as far as not allowing either of them over 250 yards per game. Um, Dylan Gabriel certainly stands out as, as an opponent that, that might uh, try to sling the ball all over the yard. Um, but you, you don't have Ohio State hanging up more than 400 mm-hmm. on you this year, so that will certainly help. Uh, what do you think about the secondary and improved rushing attack, uh, pass rushing attack, uh, maybe at least shaving that passing yard number down? Uh, I think they will. I don't know if it will be quite down to you know, below 200—that's a heck of a defense. Yeah. Um, but still, uh, you could see it only only gave up 220 yards passing last year per game.
0: Yeah, that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Again, I—that I, it's a lofty goal to say you're going to be in the top ten when it comes to to giving up passing yards, but. Like you said, you do avoid C.J. Stroud. You do avoid Baby Tua. So if Nebraska were to play Maryland, they would obviously blow him out so Baby Tua can get his garbage stats that he always gets. But we don't have to get into all of that. So you avoid that. <laughs> obviously, Aiden O'Connell is going to be a tough one. He's going to put up some numbers. But what I do like, Bach is if you go through those first three games of the season, that's where maybe you would be in the top ten discussion. I know some other teams are going to play some lesser opponents. But starting against Northwestern, Georgia Southern, and South Dakota – you could be flirting with that top 10. Let the secondary settle in a little bit. Let the defense settle in. Maybe start getting some more pressure on quarterbacks. Like we had a texter mention here on the, the ticket water cooler. He said, too, that's a big factor of it, is if you are able to get to an Aiden O'Connell, if you're able to get to the, the Michigan duo that they have going over there with with uh, McNamara, I, I just – this would be a one to look at. I, I think it's a very bold to say that they will be in the top 10 that's tough to do, especially when you're playing at the Power 5 level. But it's something to keep in mind, something to look at. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I could see it. Again, I
1: think the the, the the quarterbacks, you're a little bit fearful of certainly Dylan Gabriel. You don't have any uh, past experience uh, with him in particular, but you held Oklahoma last year to 214 yeah, yards. Not act like passing. Spencer Rattler
0: you. looked very good last year. Right. And he's supposed to be the chosen one.
1: Peyton Thorne, you didn't allow him to get a first down in the second half. He only right. finished with 183 passing yards. And my guy, Aiden O'Connell, That's I love him because he slings the ball around. Only 233 yards passing against that black shirt defense last year. Unfortunately, it was just enough for Purdue to get the win, as we know. Yeah. Um, but maybe, I don't know how much of that was on the defense and, and not on Adrian throwing four passes. avoid that baby
0: game. Tua, your boy, Bach.
1: Well, and I wouldn't, yeah. A little bit of a worry about Baby Tula. He's not quite my boy, but I will stick up for him more than you do uh, because he Terrible. does have some Maryland passing records down there. So After getting absolutely smoked,
0: too. yes, he puts up garbage stats.
1: Well, and against lesser competition, they do pretty yep. well. Against better competition, <laughs> exactly. they got blown out. Thank you. Um, but he did pad his stats against your guys out there, though. Oh, he, de-
0: so. he certainly pat his stats against Virginia <laughs> Tech. I'll give you that. So
1: there is that. Maybe that's why you don't like him so much as well. <laughs> uh, and uh, as we look at total defense, 366 yards given up again with the tough uh, de- uh, schedule last year. Uh, finished 47th in the nation. If you were going to be top 10, you'd have to get to 318 yards total per game. Uh, um, obviously if you can hold anybody under 300 or around 300 that's the goal. Um you're looking at what about, about 42 yards there. I can't do math very well, but yeah. <laughs> I think about 42 44 yards there. That'd be a big difference, but again, uh significantly lesser schedule so uh, again, top is very hard, but moving up in the very rankings. Hard. Yeah, I think you could see it with this defense. Although and and they've got the the pass rushing specialty, you know, specialist now. Um I don't I mean it, we kind of say the same Same thing with the team overall. Uh, the defense probably in the same category where you could have better numbers but maybe not be quite as good of a defense. Everybody's moving across the nation. Everybody's understanding the importance and in the, in the significance of having a Jojo Doman, of having that, that guy that can kind of uh, do it all there, that nickel position. That's why Nebraska's jumping in and officially making the nickel position a position at Nebraska. People across the country are doing that. And we'll see if a Luke Gifford or somebody else can step up in that role, but it's going to be hard to replicate with Jojo Doman brought to you what Cam Taylor Britt brought to you I like their front line uh the the pieces that they put in but there's a lot of good ones last year so just to equal that would be pretty darn good again you like what you have up the middle but um I don't know. I could see these, these numbers definitely improving, and, and Caleb Tanner's got his eyes on that to get this defense up there. Um, but you could see the numbers getting better in the defense, not necessarily being better, uh, but certainly being better in certain categories. Uh, I did want to mention two other stats, not just those that, that, that certainly could help these numbers that we're talking about. Last year, Nebraska had 20 sacks. Uh, of course, they went to the the, the portal to get Oshan Mathis. Mm-hmm. They talked today about having O'Shawn Mathis uh, on the field at the same time as Caleb Tanner and Garrett Nelson. That could be uh, add a I few sacks this year. Love the sound of that. Year. Yeah, yeah, they, that gets you ready to run through a wall. Um, they would need to more than double their sack total to get to the top twenty or top ten, though. Uh, top ten in sacks last year, you'd need to get 42 sacks. Nebraska had 20, um, yeah, but that's, uh, not that's well, you, you could say it's not happening, um, but they did get the top pass rusher in the portal. I mean, they, they specifically addressed that. Um, I don't know if that's good for 22 sacks. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, you know, that's a that's a big number to jump. But uh, that, that seems to be the strength of the defense.
0: Well, you got to look at the style of, of offense, too, Bach. And, like I, mm-hmm. again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but there is a lot of ground and pound. And you have a bunch of heavier offensive linemen that might give your quarterback a little bit more time to throw. And you have quarterbacks that are designed to play in that style of offense, right? I mean, it's a lot of quick passes, slants, uh, curls, things like that, out routes. So it's just it, there's not too much air in it down the field. They're not going to give you as much time to get to the quarterback. So in the defense of the black, Shirts all say that, especially last season. So I just do not see that being a reality unfortunately. That's
1: fair enough. I mean, to double your sack total would be quite impressive. Uh, as far as turnover gained, maybe you could see that happen. That's what Eric Shenander has said about his team in the past. Certainly with this offense they're going to throw out there on the field, it's going to leave their defense out there quite a bit, so total yards, stuff like that might be a little bit skewed, um, but it's always been with the idea that bend but don't break defense uh, was the idea of gaining turnovers, and Nebraska needs to do a better job of that. Uh, Averaged just over one per game last year ended up, I'm not talking about turnover margin, this is specifically a defense stat turnovers gained they had 13 last season i think 10 of those were interceptions so recovering some fumbles could certainly add to that category Uh, they'd need 25 turnovers gained to get into the top 10 but i mean that's what you're talking about some of these defenses iowa led the nation in interceptions again and has led the interceptions if you kind of look at the last i think since 2017 in totality uh they lead the nation so i mean they're i mean that's kind of where some of these these really tough defenses in the big 10 make their hay. And that's where this defense has kind of been decided uh, or or designed to do hasn't necessarily came through. Um, But if you talk about, I mean, adding 12, you know, doubling your turnover, uh, turnovers gained, um, that could certainly swing some of those close games as well.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. And I, I don't, again, I don't, I think it's just such a tough discussion to talk about top tens because like we've said, it's, it's just so difficult to get into that category. It doesn't matter what, what category you're looking at, any type of stat. Even if you look on the offensive end, it's just it's incredibly difficult to do that, especially in a conference like the Big Ten. But I, I think what, what, what Husker fans need to take away from this, and what I take away from this is, like you said, he wants to improve. And you had a defense that was good last year, a defense that I would have loved to see play against this schedule that would have played against. It would have started out 3-0. and I think that would have gained a lot of confidence, especially on the defensive end of the ball. But, unfortunately, it didn't work out that way and, and gave up quite a few points against Illinois, which was unfortunate. But I think, more than anything, they're, they want improvement. They have set a goal, and they know that they're – because this is the thing, too, is I think this is proving that the defense is confident and knows that it's good, Right. This is this isn't one of those like uh, I think we might have a breakout. You're like, this is a defense that knows that they're good, and I'm hopeful that they're going to punch you in the mouth. And I think that's what's going to happen. And I think this is just kind of a statement that overall, while we might not reach this goal of being a top ten defense because that is incredibly difficult to do, we're ready to play. We're going to improve, and, I, and I, I, that's what I really like about about him kind of being at the front of this too. Like you got to think he went out of his way to say, hey, listen, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it. And I just I like that a lot, and I like the confidence that we're hearing from the players.
1: Yeah, I love it. Again, we we talked about it earlier as we're as we're kind of breaking down this segment. Is just to get that goal out there. Um, I like right. to specifically, you know, aim for the top. And and yeah, it's going to be difficult. And yeah, you know, as prognosticators, we can say that uh, you know I don't think they can reach that. But it's this is not a place where it hasn't been done before. You've had great defenses yeah. uh, step in the building in Memorial Stadium. And limit teams quite a bit. Uh, of course, we'll go back to that 2009 defense um, that led the nation in scoring, you know, hardly giving up 10 points per game. That's crazy. Um I don't see Indominic and Sue walking on the field <laughs> at any time right away. Yeah, Oshan, uh, maybe. Yeah,
0: uh, who knows?
1: <laughs> Sue is one of the best players of all time. Uh, Oshan, we'll, we'll see if he can get, get things rolling. But, um, you know, you never know it until you see it. And maybe this, this yeah. defense really puts it together. And, you know, part of the reason why they're not getting a lot of buzz this offseason is because, uh, uh as opposed to the offense, it's not a complete rebuild. It's not, you know, scrap everything and start anew. They've got a good foundation. Um, There are several guys that are kind of stepping out, and there are places to worry about. But, again, that's just about with every team across the country. Nobody's fully built. Uh, and ready to roll maybe outside of Alabama. Georgia's got a lot of guys to replace. So uh, you're going to need some of that depth to step up. But with some of the names that they got out there, I think this Blackshirt defense can certainly um, keep them in the games and win some games this year. But we're going to keep the, the, the defense approach uh, going here, uh, especially since you mentioned that you think Nebraska will beat Wisconsin. I've got bad news for you, Mr. Brennan. Boo. Nebraska can never stop Wisconsin running backs <laughs> that, from getting is that is Over 200 yards. We'll go back. The numbers are, are always there. They're always tough to look at, but they're still astounding when you look at them. Since Nebraska has uh, had an eight-game losing streak to Wisconsin, we'll break down those numbers for the running backs because... Braylon Allen's another one. He already yeah. did it to you. Yes, he He's is. He's going to try to do the Jonathan Taylor, which is uh, 200 yards in every game that you play against the Huskers. We'll break down those numbers coming up next here on the block. We're at Speed P with DP live from Haymarket Park on 93.7 The ticket.